Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Maybe this is the real deal this time. It sounds like it. Sideline Junkies. Welcome to another episode. I am BJ. Back full time. And... Sharing a big responsible chair with my main man KG. What's up, baby? What's happening, man? What's happening? Not much, man. It's 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 time to go over the 2019 NFL draft and uh it'll just be me and you today. So we'll go over Buffalo, we'll go over Washington, we'll pick through these draft picks, see how we did, kind of see where the teams were graded. Um I guess since, you know, you're the hometown, you know, kid here, I mean, we could start with the Redskins. I know you're super excited and ready to talk about the draft pick. So let's let's shoot into uh, the skins. Well, you're absolutely right. Um, looking at everything across the board with the grades for everybody, Redskins were the top for the 3.8 GPA. So they got mostly A's, A pluses, A minuses on their rating for their draft. I'm very happy about that wholeheartedly. And a little background. Since Bruce Allen has been here since 2010, that's nine years, not counting the 2018 and the 2017 draft. Out of 59 picks from 2010 to 2016, only eight players remain on the roster right now. Eight in order to build a successful franchise, you have to build through the draft. Oh, can you run that step one more time? From 2010 to 2016, 59 picks. There are only eight players from those six drafts that remain on the roster at this present moment. You know, when you when you pulled this out, I wish you would have did the stats for New England, Pittsburgh, um, St. Louis, well, uh, not St. Louis. I'm sorry. <laughs> Los Angeles. I'm so sorry. Los Angeles. Um, who else? Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll, 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 we'll get back to that because that's an interesting stat. And I would like to know what the other top teams, what their percentages are in the same years with their draft picks. Right. Now, granted, 2000. 17 and 18, all of those guys are still on the roster. You still got to sign the 2019 draft. So that's three years of, of drafting that's going to be on the roster. And those eight players are Trent Williams, Ryan Kerrigan, Jordan Reed, Chris Thompson, Morgan Moses, Brandon Sheriff, uh, Josh Dotson, and the newly re-signed and extended Matt Ioannidis. So. Okay, okay. Hey, brother, you know what, man? I think that y'all were very, very – it was interesting and it was big because, you know, like I told you offline, I think y'all – the ceiling for the two players y'all drafted first, which is Dwayne Haskins, of course, at 15. Then y'all moved back up to get Montez Sweat out of uh, – is he a Mississippi State? Yeah. Mississippi State. 
and, and I and I think potentially here you have two game changing franchise players, and this is one of those things where it's like they haven't even reached their potential. Their ceiling is super high. Mm-hmm. So you could be dominant with a playmaker in Haskins, which I think he's going to be because he can make plays with his arms. He proved that with 50 touchdowns, and he can make plays with his leg. And then Montez Sweat, even though it's some character issues in question, I think if you know you got Ryan Kerrigan on the defense, you got Ionitis who just signed, you know, so you you have somebody on the defense line already. And I I don't know where they're going to put it. Are they going to keep him in the dirt? Are they going to put him on a line? I don't know what they're going to do. I'd assume they keep him rushing. So. Mm-hmm. But it is very, very, very interesting, man. Very interesting to see that. Um, I think it just all depends on. Uh, we talked about this, and Buffalo is the same way. What are you going to be your weapons? Who's going to emerge as the threat? Who's going to emerge? We we know what Adrian Peterson can do. He he's not a spring chicken anymore. So you get back, which is, you know, I want to see him for a full season. So on your radar, who is going to help Case Keenum slash Dwayne Haskins? Because we know Case Keenum needs to wear. Let's, let's just, let's not even get into the draft. Let's talk about because you, y'all drafted uh, two receivers, I believe. Uh, Terry nope. McLaurin. Just many? one. Uh, no, no, take that back. Um, Terry Mc, Mc, McLaurin. Uh-huh. And uh, Kelvin um, Harmon, I'm sorry. And McLaurin yeah. got the 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 familiar familiarity with Dwayne Haskins because you, that was his receiver. And and you figure a third round pick, he he should at least make the team. I, that's what I'm right. thinking. But with saying that, who's out? You got a a, a log jam of receivers. I mean, I'm, y'all lost Jamison Crowder, so I guess it, it's always a spot. Um, but. Lost Jameson Crowder because of the emergence. He became expendable with the emergence of Trey Quinn. I agree with you. I think I think Trey Quinn can be really, really good. And I think he could be, uh, you know, for lack of better comparison, like a, a Cole Beasley go-to slot, mm-hmm. find, his, find his way open, you know, very intelligent, can, can, you know, pick the defense apart. And know where to sit down at, so that that's going to be important. You know, that's really going to be important. Um, I want to talk about Bryce Love because y'all get him in the fourth round, mm-hmm. and he he put up some monster numbers. Yeah, yeah, he was injured, but he put up some numbers. I believe he had more total rushing yards. I don't know if they played the same amount of years that Darius Geis did in school. And in college, what well, I haven't, I, I haven't even looked at Bryce Love's stats. Uh, it's okay, it's okay, Redskin man. No, no, the most I know about him, I know he's coming. He he's had a a knee injury, so towards, towards ACL. ACL. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm trying, I'm trying to pull it up now. Y'all have to bear with us as sideline junkies because we know. Our money goes to the the man in the truck to keep us on the air, so we don't have money for like computers and good stuff like that. So uh, we just he played forty nine games. <laughs> four, four, he played all four years. Yeah, four years, forty nine games, 
Uh, total of three thousand eight hundred sixty-five yards rushing. But he, 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 I don't mean to cut you off. Go to his junior year. That's the monster. Yes, year. yes. Ahead. Thirteen games, two hundred sixty-three carries, two thousand one hundred and eighteen yards. Eight point one average, nineteen touchdowns. Uh-huh. Now, Woo. this is this is what I'm trying to figure out. He went to Stanford. Wasn't that at the same time Christian McCaffrey was there? It had to be. Because Christian McCaffrey, was he a rookie last year? or? Yeah, Christian McCaffrey last year was his rookie year. No. Or was it year before before, last? Year before. Year before last. Christian McCaffrey left 2016. Oh, that was the year after McCaffrey left. Wow. And he he He, blew up. Right. He stepped into the role. And took off, but still, even in, in sixteen, his his sophomore, he played twelve games, hundred eleven attempts, seven eighty three, seven point one per touch. Mm-hmm. So you talking about this boy getting healthy? We know AP's not going to play forever. You need Darius guys to take. You know, unfortunately, coming off injury, you need to take as much as a load as off AP as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be very interesting to see, man. Very interesting to see. If he has, Bryce Love, has a decent camp and then plays very, very well in the preseason, and Samaji Piran keeps on that that slow decline that he's on, you know, Samaji Piran was supposed to be the next up, and then all of a sudden he's inactive. He's not playing. If that's gonna be the case, Samaji P. Ryan will be your odd man out. And see, we talked about this, and you know how I feel about P. Ryan. I, I think it's time to cut that loss anyway. Maybe somebody's thinking because to take Bryce Love at fourth off a of torn AC. I noticed a couple of guys um, in the whole and in, in the entire draft with some injury concerns still got you know taken kind of high. So mm-hmm. DK DK Metcalf was one of them. I thought. That he was slipped down to uh, third, fourth round just because of that injury concern. But um, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I think that you you want to see what Terry uh, McLaurin can do, right? You know, you want to see what he could do. But we talked about in Buffalo, kind of the same thing. We'll get to Buffalo in a minute. Who is going to? Your backfield is kind of set on paper. Who is Case Keenum? Right now, Case Keenum's a star. Who's going to throw to? Well, I've been saying this for the last few weeks, the last few months. Um, I have a few people that agree with me who I tried to get on, but things happen. People have lives. No big deal. But we have quite a few receivers that are young. You have uh, Robert Davis, who was a draft pick, Josh Dotson, uh, Trey Quinn, of course, Paul Richardson's under contract, Cam Sims is another. Cam Sims is out of Alabama. He's another big target, and he got hurt in the preseason and it ended his year. But at 6'5", 214, and hands like glue, that's one of your, your 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 good ones right there. Trey Quinn is fast enough to stretch the field. So is Paul Richardson. 
He's got a few weapons. May not be grade A, top of the line that everybody thinks. But given the chance and give him a little bit of time, he can pick defenses apart. I'm looking at your depth chart. And, you know, you still, you still got Chris Thompson back there, too. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't know if Bryce Love, you know, I don't, I don't know if he'll be ready to play by whenever. I don't, you know, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I'm looking at the log jam at, you know, wide receiver. And, and, and if Paul Richardson could come healthy. He could potentially be your go-to target. You, you have to ha- you have to be able to stretch the field. You just can't put guys at AP back there and be like, "This is what we're going to do." Mm-hmm. It, you you have to have some some throw. You have to be balanced. If you're not balanced, it's going to be a long game unless you just have four or five offensive linemen, three hundred eighty pounds can run four three, just can move mountains. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, it's just. I think that um, it, a lot. I think a lot is going to depend on if Jordan Reed can play a whole. Jordan Reed, but now, I, I'm gonna tell you like I tell any Redskin fan: this is not the 1980s. This is not the early 90s. The Hogs are not walking through that door. None of these running backs are John Riggins, Ernest Biner, Joe Riggs, uh, uh, even George Rogers, Joe Washington. None, those are, none of those running backs are walking through that door. Uh, uh, Joe Bugle's not coming out of retirement to coach this offensive line. I wish he would, but he we got Bill Callahan, and Bill Callahan's damn good. That's not going to happen. So don't think that because we have these running backs, we're just going to go smash mouth. That's not the way football is played anymore. Nah, I, I agree with you 100%. It's, it's a... It's a finesse game. It, we're past the time where you need um, 370-pound nose tackles. Take Buffalo, for instance. I think Ed Oliver is 280, 270. Mm. And we, we can have it, but that's what you need. You need somebody strong enough to stop the run, but you need somebody quick enough to get past and be a, a pass rusher. I think also the time is – is over where is it where you have specialists, you know, because you, you only have 53 spots on the roster. You can't really afford for you only to know how to pass. Right. I need for you. To, I need for you to be able to do both. And it, and it all depends on who your defensive coordinator, they might want a specialty pass rusher. You know what I mean? But for the most part, you, you know, guys that can do both rush the passer and you might be weaker in one area, but you need to be able to do both, you know, at some point. And I think with Buffalo's first draft pick, he could do both at Oliver from Houston. But you so, do that that specialty where you have just one player. I forget who we were talking about a player earlier in the week. And I was like, you know, if you just put him on the end third and and and, and twelve, tell him pin his ears back and let him just go. And you do that. 10, 12. It was an older player. I can't remember who it was. Who was that? Tom Tom Bahali? Yeah, that's who we was talking about. We was talking about Tom Bahali. Yeah. And I was like, just have him come in, 15 plays, pin his ears back, and go. He's a little he's not really older, 
but he's been out of football for two years. All I want you to do is get yourself in shape and rush the passer. That's it. That's all I want you to do. That's what Al Davis asked uh, Howie Long to do the same thing. He said nobody has ever, no Hall of Famer has ever came back and competed at this level. Come back, give me 15 snaps a game. He said, you'll make history. I'll pay you whatever you want. All you got to do, 15 times a game. That's it. He said he thought about it for a split second, but he had to tell him he was crazy. But think about it. You got an older player that don't do nothing but rush the passer. Come on back. That's all I need. Yeah. I mean, but can you imagine? Let me, let me put this in there. Can you imagine if your offensive line players weren't interchangeable last year? Can you imagine if they could only play that position and couldn't move over, couldn't do this? Mm-hmm. The turmoil y'all would mm-hmm. be in last year. So it, it just like it, like I said, you have to be flexible. You have to be able to, you know, offensive and defense move around. You got to be able, you know. I think Gronkowski, you know, he's gone now, but being able to play tight end and line up at receiver, he gave defensive nightmare. Man, it's just it's 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 a it's a necessity in today's game. It, it's definitely changed from. John Riggins running up the field to now where you got LaShawn McCoy dancing all over the field. Right. Where you got, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore making plays, extending the play. Russell Wilson extending the play, running around. You know, it, it's a totally different game. So, um, I'm just looking through you guys. Right now they have Montez Sweat lined up at weak side linebacker. Which is where he's supposed to be. On on the depth chart. That's where they have him. So let me ask you this. What did you want? What what did the the, the rate I know y'all 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 got the top grade and rightfully so. Cause like I said, y'all got two players I think with the highest ceiling. But is there a need that they didn't address that you thought they should? Mm, to be quite honest, the biggest need was another edge rusher. We got it. And Montez Sweat. Uh, we needed receivers. We needed offensive line depth. We got that with uh, West Martin and Ross. I'll, I'm going to mess his name up, but eventually. I just want to call him P- Pula Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of because I couldn't pronounce it either. I said, oh, he's just going to be Pula Schmidt. Peter Scrybacker. <laughs> but he's out of, he's a Bama boy. So, I mean, the, 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 the offensive line depth was a big thing. And like you alluded to earlier, what we went through last year with the injuries on the offensive line, um, signing of Eric Flowers was oh. – I mean, it, it, if it works, oh. it's going to look like it's genius. But don't put him at that. Eric Flowers does not need to the be at that. The only way it's going to work, which they got on line right now with left guard, is between the Hall of Fame Williams and Chase Rouillet. It's the only you can hide somebody. We talk if you got weaknesses, but you can do something. We can hide you. Yeah. But my thing is, I thought, why sign him? That, that's because, what I thought. Because think about this. This is the reason why, and exactly what you said is the reason why they signed him. You remember when. Uh, Brandon Sheriff was drafted. He was drafted as a right tackle. 
he was supposed to be the other bookend to Trent Williams. It didn't work out. It looked it looked like he was a bust. They moved him to the left and made him a right guard. What is he now? One of the best right guards in the game. True that. And True that. due for a huge, huge payday before the end of this fiscal year of 2019. Now, if you take Eric Flowers, now we have a weakness at left guard because looking at it, okay, yes, we re-signed Tony Bergstrom. Uh, you got Tyler Catalina, um, Kyle Fuller, Zach Karen. Uh, who else we got? And we got an undrafted free agent, uh, Celesi. Uda, uh, Celesi, but <laughs> those guys may not be able to handle those rigors, so you have that chance of let's move Eric Flowers in and you take this time during OTAs, training camps, um, voluntary workouts, and you start teaching him that inside technique because he's very weak with an edge rusher, but he may be as big as he is, he may be a lot stronger on the inside because he's got more protection on his left than his right. I'm, I, I'm not saying that that's true, but it's a chance. But see, and, and it's, this is what I don't like because you know how many players, NFL, NBA, that ain't got second and third chances just because of their size alone? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I just, for me, I, I just thought it was so many other offensive linemen, me, a mediocre offensive linemen at that. I mean, because I think this guy is horrible. He's six six three thirty four. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he was a revolving door at, at, at right tackle of the Giants. Was he right tackle or left tackle? I believe he was a right tackle. No, he might. He was a left tackle. God, I want to say he was at right tackle with the Giants. He may because... have. He may have been a swing tackle and played both. I don't know, but I know he was a tackle, and he okay was easy to get him. Oh, oh my goodness! And King Dunlap, I felt were the weakest tackles in the league and they kept getting jobs and it, and, it, and it was like sometimes it was like you look at him on the Giants like it wasn't even an effort it, it, you're looking at the, the, the tape and it's just like people were blowing past him so you know you try to get people to benefit of the doubt was he hurt was he injured because Morgan Moses went through the same thing last year he played through a lot mm-hmm. he was hurt and you could tell sometimes he wasn't 100% because he was getting manhandled sometimes, but you have to see what he was playing on. If you have one leg to stand on and you're still uh, still 60% blocking NFL players, I mean, you can't complain. That says but a lot about that, you. It does. It, it tells you a lot about his heart, his character, but that also tell you that the Redskins have a lack of depth because I'm if, if I'm coaching – Morgan, go sit down. I can't I can't have you out there like that. I gotta bring the next man in. We gotta coach the next man up. But the thing is, Morgan Moses is a warrior. Same he with is. Trent Williams. Both both of those guys are warriors. You have to cut their heart out to get them out of the game. Now you know NFL rules, if you go down injured, you gotta go out and miss a play. He's pissed off when he has to miss a play. But see, my thing is I don't even think he should have been out there. With all his issues, just shut him down. Not, not, and you don't have to put him on. You don't have to put him on injury reserve. 
No. Just give him, give him, you know, sometimes giving them practice off isn't enough. They need time to heal. And you have to go find, if you're willing to sound Eric Flowers, you have to go find somebody that can play right tackle, you know, somewhere and let this man heal completely and get him back out there and not at a, at 65%. Right. You know, and, and during, during the NFL season, nobody's a hundred percent, but if he's at 60, 65% and you let him heal to 78%, 81%, get, get him back out there. That might be a week or two off. Right. So, but it's his, it's mostly ankles and knees and it's not that, you know, it, it's typical, uh, offensive lineman injuries. Like, yeah. You know, he go to take a step back and somebody steps on the back of his ankle or he gets leg whipped into, you know, his knee or something. Somebody rolls back up on the back of his leg, something like that. But see, do you think and, and here's another question. Do you think this is something plaguing the Redskins only? You think this is a Redskins problem? No, because Mm-mm. it was a lot of Redskins offensive linemen down last year. Yeah, and true that. But I, I mean, injuries were up. As far as Knicks and stuff like that were up last season. And then you had the freak accidents where Brandon Sheriff was blocking, had one of his best seasons, and he tore his pec muscle. You know, things like that. You can't control those. Um, You're at the bottom of a pile going for a fumble, and somebody comes in blazing, trips, falls, and they fall on your hip. Next thing you know, you got a hip contusion. It's certain things you cannot control. Redskins fans, I, I hate to be Debbie Downer, but I just want to bring this one stat. We, we've we said this on the show. Jordan Reed in his sixth season has not played 16 games. The closest he came to it was the 2015 season where he played 14 games. He started eight 87 receptions, 952, 10.9 average with 11 touchdowns. Can you imagine if you could get him in there for 16 games? You know what? I put put that scenario out there, and I've said said it like this. Think about this. It's a minute 10 to go. The Redskins drive all the way down. And they're down by six, so you need a touchdown. You line up Cam Sims, Jordan Reed, and uh, Josh Dotson in the trips left. You got Vernon Davis tight to the right. Case Keenum drops back, play action to Adrian Peterson, because that's what everybody thinks they're going to go to. And all of a sudden, one of those big behemoths that's either in that trips formation or Vernon Davis tight to the line is going to be open. That's options. That's what this offense could be, being healthy and and just the right decision-making. I'm not saying it's always going to happen like that, but it's going to present a time where you can create a matchup fiasco, and you know Jordan Reed's a matchup nightmare. Absolutely, and I think I'm hoping – that, you know, he can get the injury bug off him because I think, and, you know, I know six years isn't a lot, but I think this potentially could do, well, it's already derailed. I think if he could have played all six seasons, we'd be talking about him in the same breath as Gronk. Right. 
you know. So, and that's big. So that's a, when you, when you're talking about Gronk, you're talking about probably was the most dangerous target in the NFL. So, and I think Jordan Reed could be that, but he just got to stay healthy. Got to find a way to stay healthy. And I think with Case Keenum, you know, we don't know when Haskins is going to pop in there, if he's going to win a job outright. I doubt it. I think they're going to ease him along. But well, they, we'll they say he's going to compete in camp right yeah. away for the starting starting job. But me personally, I feel that instead of throwing him out there, I understand he's a first-round pick, but you traded for Case Keenum for a reason. Give Case Keenum a chance. Let him and and uh, Alex Smith, even Colt McCoy, let Alex them have – <laughs> just take just take Alex Smith out of the equation because Alex Smith, you know, is not going to be ready. No, no, no. I I know that neither him or Colt McCoy would be ready, but I want them in meeting rooms having those conversations. Hey, this is what you need to look for. This is a different ball game. Just talking to Dwayne Haskins and showing him NFL life and things like that. Just passing on knowledge. As quarterbacks, that's what yeah. I would like to see. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think, you know, w- with the right to and I talked about this with you guys last time when we were on during the first round. It's going to really depend on um, if Jay, Jay Gruden, this would be probably, this is his chance because this is, he got his quarterback. He got his right. quarterback. I think he was riding Kirk Cousins' coattail because I think, you know, Redskins fans, don't kill me, but I think Kirk Cousins is a talent. I think he's a, you know, he had the the bomb season in Minnesota last year, but I I put him top six QBs in the league. Just pure passer. He's a pure passer. And I think Jay was riding the the coattails of Kirk because he was such a good passer. Now, we get to see what Jay Gruden can do because now Jay got to coach up Dwayne Haskins. He got to put in a plan, just like just like the, the Shanahan's did for RG three. This is putting Jay Gruden on the spotlight, putting him on the hot seat because this is make a break. This is make a break. You have Case Keenum. You have some weapons. They might not be top tier weapons. We don't know. You know, Darius Geis is kind of on the on the line because we, we need to see a whole season with him healthy to see what he can do. We need to see if Paul Richardson can be healthy for a whole season. We need to see if Jordan is a lot of ifs. So, you know, I told you, you know, we talk about it all the time. Good coaches adapt. And I think right. that's what that's what Kyle did last year, the 49ers. Quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. What did you see in the highlights for 49ers? Greg Kittle going on the field for touchdowns. Same result. You have to prepare your people. I don't think Jay Gruden is good at that, but we we will see. We will see. I agree with that. Because so, if it doesn't turn out to be a successful season, and when I say success, I'm talking D.C. success, 11-plus wins, a division championship and a deep run in the playoffs, he's gone. Well, I mean, well, let's talk about the division. The Giants right now are at the bottom of the division. Correct. They lost Odell, so that's something you don't have to worry about. They still got Sterling Shepard, but 
Sterling Shepard played a lot off of OBJ's success. So we'll see what Sterling can do. Um, I don't think the Giants – I don't know. The, I don't have the Giants draft picks in front of me, but I don't think – Daniel Jones should say it all. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm talking about all seven rounds. I don't think they have drafted – they addressed their offensive line needs. Wow. You know what? You might be absolutely right. Cause I, mean, I, I, I haven't even checked all their draft picks. I'm trying to get to them now. I, I want to say they didn't, but – you know, uh, let's see. Like I said, bear with us, people, because of course they, you know, they took Daniel Jones, the QB out of Duke. Well, let's let's say this. This is we're talking about grades. They're the lowest rated out of GPA. Absolutely, one point eight zero. That's going to get you behind when you get home. They have Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle out of Clemson. They have DeAndre Baker. Cornerback out of Georgia. Those were their first three picks, all in the first round. They had three picks in the first round. Pick 30th, they picked 17th, and of course, 6th. They did not address any offensive line needs in the first round. Then they jumped to round three, defensive end. Um, The fourth pick, cornerback. Fifth pick, linebacker. Another fifth-round pick, wide receiver. Seventh-round pick, cornerback. They picked the offensive tackle out of Kentucky in the seventh round. Gettleman is going to get fired. <sighs> Unless he sees something we don't, you know. But you don't – I mean, granted, let, let, let's, let, let's be honest. You can pick talent in any round. That's not a problem. You can get – Absolutely. Offensive linemen. I mean, how many Hall of Fame offensive linemen were picked in the 20th round? You know, yep. I think I think offensive linemen, running back. If you know what you're looking for, and I think to a certain extent, corner. I if you I think if if you know, I want to say all positions, but those particular positions. If you know what you're looking for, you can draft you a stud. Yeah, you can draft you a stud. You can draft you a diamond, and. People be like, man, where the hell was this guy at? I, I knew where he was. You just don't know where to look and what to look for. So, um, but let's go over your division real quick. And then we'll, I want to dive into Buffalo because I, I got some things to say about my Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I got some praise for Buffalo. Now, right now, realistically, this isn't joking. I ain't messing with you. I ain't saying the Redskins will be one and eight in the first nine games. But... <laughs> Dallas right now is the favorite to win that division. Yes. Um, I Philly. I'm afraid think, of Philly. Uh, afraid, I'll admit I'm a, that. I'm afraid I'm a, of. I'm afraid of Philly, but I think the question mark is Carson Wentz. Does he have it in him? Well, he showed that he's got it. He's got, for the lack of a better term, the right stuff. He he has it. Okay, I'll give you that. It just he, I think the now he has to be consistent with it. Is that right. fair? Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so I, I think right now being consistent with it, then, and this is bouncing to Buffalo. Buffalo made an interesting pick also, and grabbed the running back. So that's does that make Lashawn McCoy expendable? Are they going to ride out the rest of this year with him? We don't know. 
But I, if I'm ranking the division as Dallas, Philly, the Redskins, and the Giants, I don't expect the Giants to win more than three or four games this year. I really don't expect Dallas to win more than seven. Uh, I can't. I can't agree with you. I can't. This agree is the. With you. This is the only reason why I say that. You let one of your biggest. But well, yes, you got Amari Cooper. But everybody knows you have Amari Cooper. If uh, what's his name, Hearns, isn't he coming off a broken leg? Yeah. Um, Zeke is the man. I mean, I, I what we we say the key to their success. Him touching the ball 20, 25 times a game, any way, shape, or form. Hell, if you can get it to him 30 and give him five passes out the backfield, the Cowboys going to win. I'm going to be honest with that. But you took one of their biggest weapons and you let him walk away. You let Cole Deasley walk. I I, I understand it. And I I think I think that that's a huge part of the blanket for – Dak Prescott. They have Jason Witten coming back this year, so that that's going to give him back a blanket. It's like they, it's like it was like Dak was in the bed with the AC on. He was free. He had the blanket on. They got rid of Cole Beasley. They took the blanket off and they got Jason Witten. They snuggled him back up right to the waist. <laughs> not always, not always to the shoulders, just to the waist. So he's a little warm now. He still got. Don't forget, Jason Witten might move like Grandpa, but. Is that football knowledge? No way. Exactly. No. And he knows. He knows how to get open on third down. Exactly. So now you got to worry about Jason Witten again, Amari Cooper all over the field because he's not Mm -hmm. just he's not just a like a deep threat. He does everything. Now you still have to worry about stopping Zeke. So I think that that's the dynamic and Dak with his legs. Let let me let me say this. Now, one thing the Redskins have done, because you have running backs like Saquon Barkley in the division, Ezekiel Elliott, you have um, what once was a three-headed monster in Philadelphia, uh, but I don't even know who Philadelphia's running backs are right now, but they still got a running game. The Redskins, in turn, built up their front seven. The Redskins had one of the nastiest front sevens that I've seen in this league. So I'm, I'm I'm just Keep saying I'm going. just saying, and we showed that we could shut Ezekiel Elliott down last season, first game. That game should have been over because that was a safety in the end zone, which in turn would have gave us the ball back. We would have drove down and scored again and put the game out of reach. But it's okay. I'm fine with that. We still got the W. They are not as strong as what you think. They will not win more than seven games, and I'm going to say that right here. And what is today is April twenty eighth, two thousand nineteen. Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, and Corey Clement are the uh, Eagles backs. Well, I ain't got to worry about them running all over us because they don't have no Jay or Jai anymore. But you know what they do have? Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> 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 and, and, and that's that's enough to stretch. Every we, me and you both, we saw it here in Washington. Yeah, we saw it before he came to Washington. I, I.e., the Monday Night Massacre. Plenty times, and they still got one of the best tight ends in the league, Zach Ertz. They still have um, a Hall of Fame tackle, Jason Peters. Yes, yes. So one of, if not the best tackle in the league, when he's healthy, 
one. He's top three. Him, yeah. Trent Williams, or whoever else you want to add in there. Uh, right now, that name doesn't come to mind right now, but I'm sure I'll think of it. But that's what the Eagles are working with. So I, I think it's just can Carson Wentz lead this team a whole season? Can he stay injury free? That's going to be a big thing for the Eagles. I don't. I never count the Eagles out, especially with them adding Deshaun Jackson, still having Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, I'll have to go over their draft picks. I thought they drafted a receiver, so uh, we'll have to see what that depth chart looks like, you know, later on down the line. But I really think if if you know if everybody could be healthy, if the Redskins can get a clean slate of health, I think. With Case Keenan, we're not talking about Dwayne Haskins. I think they can sneak into the wild card. See, that's the problem. For some people, that's that that's good. They're happy. I'm not. I'm tired of backing into the playoffs, having to go on a five, seven, nine-game win streak just to make the playoffs. But see, who said anything about going on a streak and having to, to clean your butt up on the way? I'm talking about solid play. You put what you need to put around Case Keenum and y'all go to work. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about earning nine or 10 wins, not tripping over nine or 10 wins like Jay Jay's done or, 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 you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about earning them, beating people with the, the, the weapons y'all added on defense. I'm talking about Montez Sweat making a difference. I'm talking about Landon Collins changing the game. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Darius guys coming in there and winning the game for y'all. Not, you know, um, you know, we won because it's triple zeros now. And we, <laughs> I'm talking about beating somebody, something that hasn't been done in FedEx field in a long time, just beating somebody's ass. Yeah. And they get on the bus, be like, I'm glad that's the only game we have to play here. And it, it, you can't say it's been a when, – when's the last time – when's the last game that you felt a team got back and like, I just want to get out of here? Uh, January 1991. That was I'm sorry, FedEx, January 1992. It's never FedEx, happened at FedEx. <laughs> it, it's never happened at FedEx. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. That, that's what no, no, I – wait, hold on. It would get – that was 90 – 98 99 we 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 had some 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 pretty decent offense no defense though Nah, I, you know what we but, if we I, we can't do it now but i'm sure if we go back i'm sure it's been a game since fedex opened in 96 that it was just they beat the brakes off a team <laughs> wasn't it wasn't the end, the end of season dallas game here yeah but we didn't beat the brakes off of dallas Y'all handled Dallas. Though. We handled them, but we didn't. It came down to a Rob Jackson end of the game interception by Tony Romo. That's what it came down to, and that was one of those years where we went ten and six. That was 2012, the great 2012, which I'll never. I, one reason why I'm always grateful for RG three, but we backed into the playoffs. We were three and six and won seven straight. I don't want to ten and six is a losing season to me. I want to win more than 10 games. We haven't won more than 10 games in 28 years. Well, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Yeah, I'm not going to win more than 10 games this year. 10 and 6 is bull. You know what? 
okay, but uh, let's say this. You, you laid your foundation. You have to build on the foundation you laid. Let's just say, would you sacrifice 10 or more wins for the next season or two, three seasons, if Dwayne Hassan come on rolling and dominating? And then you get your 11 and 10, 11, 12 wins, 13 and 3. So wait, wait, wait. I get consistently 10, 11 wins for the next three years, and then I get my 13 and 3, no, my 14 you, and 2? You, you get borderline wild card. For the next two and a half seasons, let's just say, let's just say, Case Keenum holds it down for two seasons. Okay, you get you get the playoffs one of those seasons, whether it's ten or six, nine or seven, eight or eight. You pick. You have that record for two seasons. Dwayne Hassan comes in rolling, rolling, gives y'all eleven and five, twelve and four division titles. You start building up. Are you going to lay your foundation and let it dry, or are you going to lay your foundation? And start stepping on the wet mortar. No, you lay the foundation and let it dry. That's a smart thing. So, so are you willing to sacrifice with Case Keenum? Because we know Case, I I believe Case Keenum can win. Yeah, I believe so right, too. With the right weapons around him, so you got to give him a chance. That'll give Haskins a t- time to grow, which me and you both know probably is not going to happen that way. I expect. To see Dwayne Haskins sometime this season. But, I believe so. But in a perfect world, in a normal NFL world, let's just say this is Case Keenum all year. Y'all have a chance at a wild card. A solid wild card. Not not the Buffalo Bill two season ago wild card where you need Cincinnati to beat Baltimore. Not that wild card. I'm talking about you earned your wild card. You get a home game. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, because uh, the last three, four, three times we went to playoffs, the two years under Gibbs, uh, even under Shanahan, under I'm sorry, last four times we went to the playoffs, we haven't had a playoff win, and even though we had a uh home game, we we it's like it's BS, man. It's not built right. Me and you both know it. It's not right. built right. It's not built right. And then on top of it not being built right, people playing out of position, not the right schemes, you have injuries. It's it's just it's too much to overcome. You can overcome injuries with good scheme and a good foundation because that means you have the next man up. You drafted well. When Brandon Sheriff go down, you can put somebody in there. When Morgan Moses is hurt, you could put somebody in there. When Jordan Reed come, go down, you're like, man, this who the hell is this tight end? You know what I'm saying? And That's where Jeremy Sprinkle comes in. And I in was it. just about to say, you're very high on Jeremy Sprinkle. He might get his chance this year. So it's a lot of things that have carried over from some bad foundation uh, uh, building. So I think this is one of the first drafts in a long time, prior to RG3, Kirk Cousins, that y'all got it right. And got it right to the tune of probably the best draft on the board. So we'll see, time will tell. But if 
You don't mind, sir. We spent 47 minutes on your Washington Redskins. <laughs> yeah, we did. And, and we- I'm not, not going to take up that much time with Buffalo because I know, you know, we be burning y'all ears off, but we be having a good time. When we get into football, we I'm looking down at the counter. It said 20 minutes. Now I say 47 minutes. I, I don't know where the minutes, I don't know where the time went. So, but my Buffalo Bills, I think they did a hell of a job in the draft. I, I really, I think they, I want to say they reached in the third round, and I'll get to that. I think that's an understatement. Y'all did an excellent job. Uh, okay, we'll get. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's go. Let's dive right into it. We're not going to take no breaks. Y'all keep listening. Ed Oliver, I love it. I love the pick because, as a Buffalo Bill fan, and playing Tom Brady two times a year, and playing any other prominent quarterback, I've watched them sit and make sandwiches, change the bread. Call for horseradish and not be touched. Okay? We lost Kyle Williams to retirement. Ed Oliver is a force to be reckoned with. Might be my first Buffalo Bill jersey to buy in a while. Okay? I love the pick. Even though we had some other needs, and we're going to get into that. And matter of fact, before I go to the second pick, I wanted to see them draft... Um, I wanted to see them get a prominent tight end or some receiving help. And I can't contradict myself because I always say you have to have a good quarterback to see what you have at receiver. If you don't have good quarterback, it's like having a peanut butter sandwich, but you want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You need both to taste. So now that they have Josh Allen, in his second year, learning more to offense, cannon arm. I wanted to see them go out and get him his Rob Gronkowski or or his big play receiver. They did not do that. Um, they drafted a t- uh, actually they drafted two tight ends. The first tight end they drafted, and I'm not trying to skip over anybody in the draft. I'm gonna get back to Cody Ford and. Devin Singletary shortly, but they drafted Dawson Knox out of Ole Miss with the third pick, the 96 overall pick. Uh, two seasons, uh, his uh, 2017 campaign, 24 receptions, 321 yards. His 2018 campaign, uh, 13 receptions, 284 yards. Yeah, I, I didn't say any touchdowns because he didn't have any touchdowns. No touchdowns. So, ah, maybe maybe that's somebody they can coach up. We'll see. Huh? Because they lost Charles Clay. Um, so, maybe they feel like that they have the – maybe they feel like they have uh, um, a tight end on the, 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 the team now that can – Maybe do something. I don't. I don't know. I thought those were the needs. They did sign Tyler Croft out of uh, Cincinnati, so maybe they feel like you know he could be productive. Okay. Um, no receivers drafted, so they're going with Zay Jones, Cole Beasley, and John Brown. Okay, I'm fine with that. Ray Ray McLeod, 
made a little bit of noise last year. Okay, I'm cool with that. Um, let's go back to the second round pick, Cody Ford, uh, uh, tackle out of Oklahoma. Love it. How many times have I been on here and I said they need offensive line help? They, Plenty. They've they've been they've showed you the last two seasons with their rushing attack that used to be top five, top ten that they need O line help. Like I said, they lost two big pieces two seasons ago with uh, Glenn um, and Incognito. Gone. Gone. One to neck, one just retired. Those are big pieces. It's like losing two legs on your bed. It's it's just not – you're going to lay sideways all night. It's going to hurt. Okay? So, Mm -hmm. Cody Ford, I love him. 6'4", 337 out of Oklahoma. So I don't know if uh, – I, I, I don't know if they're going to play tackle or guard. I think he could play both, actually. So very happy with the pick. Now here's where it gets interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Third-round pick, 74th overall, Devin Singletary, running back out of Florida Atlantic. He had over 1,000 yards all three of his seasons. 2016 campaign, he had 152 touches. 1,022 yards, 12 touchdowns. The 17 campaign, his best one, 301 touches, 1,918 yards, 32 touchdowns. 18 campaign, 261 touches, 1,348 yards, 22 touchdowns. It sounds like we might have found a touchdown machine here. So I, I like the pick. You signed, you got, you signed Frank Gore. You got LaShawn McCoy. Neither one of those guys are spring chickens. I think this may be LaShawn McCoy's last year in Buffalo. Or you, he, I, he may move before the season begins. I don't know. Because they also signed TJ Yeldon from Jacksonville. So mm-hmm. very crowded backfield right now. Very crowded backfield. So very interesting to see what's going to go on there. Um, let's see. They got uh, we talked about Dawson Knox, the tight end out of Ole Miss. I talked about him. Uh, Vosan Joseph out of Florida, linebacker. Um, let's see. I'm looking at his stats. You know, uh, he played. He looks like he's kind of durable. Uh, last to the 17 and 18 campaign, he had uh, played 11 and 13 games respectively, uh, a total of 62 solo tackles, and looks like about 108 assisted. So it might have a little motor there. So not a bad pick. Uh, Jaquan Johnson out of Miami, uh, Florida, Miami, uh, total career, 139 solo tackles, a buck 33 is Seven and a half for loss, two and a half sacks, eight interceptions, uh, one touchdown, six forced fumbles. Safety, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> six forced fumbles. So that, that lets you know the boy got some wood with him. The boy got some wood with him, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they got Daryl Jackson, Daryl Johnson, I'm sorry, D out of uh, NCANT. 65232. That was with the seventh uh 225 overall. Now here's the confusing part. 
Last pick, seventh round, 228. They drafted a tight end, Tommy Sweetney, out of BC. Now, let me read you his stats. He played all four years. 2015, four games, 15 receptions. I'm sorry, five. Uh, what am I looking at? Oh, yeah, okay. I got you. Four games, five receptions, 68 yards. Not much. 2016, 26 receptions, 353 yards, three touchdowns. 2017, 12 games, 36 receptions, 512 for yardage, four touchdowns. 2018, 11 games, 32 receptions, 348 yards, three touchdowns. Do you understand? You do you know why I'm confused, KG? Why are you confused, good sir? Because he outproduced the, the tight end they took in the third round. <laughs> That the, the tight end Dawson Knox, I, I'm not no knock on him. He might have a higher ceiling, but you got more production out of your seventh round tight end. And like I said, maybe we all know it's about ceiling, right? It's about potential. So maybe they feel like Dawson Knox out of Ole Miss is the better upside. But we'll see. I think Sweeney may have a chance to make some noise. It looks like. You know, he knows how to get the ball in the end zone. So, um, very interesting. I see the the draft grades. Um, for the most part, B's and A's. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one that was a C plus, but I'm looking at the guys' uh, drafts for, uh, grades for all the teams, and it's pretty harsh for all the teams. So, um, except the Redskins, he gave him an A plus. But – all across the board, B's, B plus, A's. I give them an A. I, I think they addressed some needs. They got a young offensive lineman. They got a stud defensive lineman that, you know, um, was it Mayock compared to Indomitian Sue? That's high praise. It's very high praise. I'm sorry, not Indomitian Sue, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. <laughs> Even higher praise. Yeah, Aaron Donald. He's, you know, he. He tried to tone it down. He's like, well, he's he's not Aaron Donald, but I see a lot of similarities in him. So we'll see. It's time to it's time to make the biscuits and put them in the oven now and and see what you can do on the field. So disappointed. Like I said, I know they signed Cole Beasley, John Brown. So I, I guess they expect, you know, the production to come out of it. We know. We know Cole Beasley can make production. John Brown can get downfield. So you kind of did, you kind of addressed the underneath and over top. And you still got Zay Jones, which mm-hmm. you drafted. You're still waiting out, you know, to see if he can break out. You see Ray Ray McLeod. Still trying to see if he can break out. You got Josh Allen. It's time for him to mature, grow up. Start making a read, start hitting the people. Moving the ball down the field and get this offense going. So, you know what? This draft as a whole, it's no excuse why you couldn't got what you wanted. And I'm just going to say that. Oh, and the high praise that I have for Buffalo, y'all signed Tyree, uh, Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo. We, that, six foot seven. That we did. That we did. And the quarterback. And I think him. Being on your roster says a lot because don't try to convert him to receiver, even though he probably could play it. No, I don't want. But that. as a quarterback, no. 
he plays, he makes very smart decisions. So, and I'm not sure. I don't think you guys have a, a quality backup. He might be competing for that backup position. I actually, actually, I think he is competing for the backup. Um, yeah, I think I think he is. Uh, Matt Barkley wow. and Derek Anderson right now. I don't, I don't see. And they got both of those guys off the street last yeah, season. They did. You know, Josh Allen got hurt, and it was absolutely nowhere to go. So, um. Yeah, I, I see him competing for the backup spot off the break, and it could be a great, you know, learning tool, you know, as long as he's willing to put the work in, get better. You know, that's what it's about. You know, if you if you want to put your, you know, your stamp, you got to put the work in. Right. So. And 254 picks in this draft. It was 33 linebackers taken, 32 corners, 28 wideouts, 25 running backs, 24 DNs. 23 tackle, offensive tackles, 21 defensive tackles, 19 safety, 16 tight ends, 12 guards, 11 quarterbacks, five centers, two kickers, two punters, and a long snapper. Those are your 254 picks. Interesting. And then it's not even counting the wave of signings after the draft for, right? you know, it's, it's just you see a lot of names go through there, and then a lot of people have an opportunity to make a team. They really do. You know, uh, I forgot the wide receiver out of West Virginia who he signed when I saw his name and I saw his stats from last year. And I'm like, he got a chance. He go in that camp and light it up. He got a chance. So. And Will Greer, I, I, I was surprised that he lasted as long as he did in the third round because I had him rated in the second. But I thought he would fall to the Redskins. In, in, in the third round, but he went to Carolina. That's another local product from West Virginia. Who did he go to? He's a Carolina Panther at this present moment. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Okay. Um, I mean, bro, that's, that's all I got for Buffalo. I think that um, I think this year could be a big year for Buffalo. I agree. A step forward. And, well, I I I, I want to put it out there now, since uh your Buffalo Bills and my Washington Redskins face off this season because we have you have to play the NFC East and we have to play the AFC East. Um, it's a December game. I'm not sure what you want to do, but uh, of course you know I want to take a little action on that. Ah, okay, okay, well. We'll save that for the week before that 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 game, because right. because I want I'm trying to figure out if if I can make it to that game mm. in Buffalo. In Buffalo, I'm trying to see if I can make it to that game. I've, I'm a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan. I'm a part time Washington Redskins fan. I've never been to a Buffalo game, never, and it's something that I want to do the cross off my bucket list and I'm tired of putting it off. So why not the Redskins? Why not? So I think I'm going to try to map that out now, the cost hotel, just to see. Oh, you don't want to go up the, the, the morning of, no, you want to go up the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, it's a Sunday game, hmm. right? You're right. Yeah. I want to be there Friday. 
Mm. I want to be there Friday. I want to experience Buffalo. I want to experience the food, the culture. Um, I want to enjoy the game and then come back home either that later that night or, or Monday. Um, I just don't know how the mode of travel is going to be because I don't want to drive. <laughs> hey, I'll drive you. Now, I, I don't want e- I don't want either one of us. I want us to enjoy the trip. So we might be talking Megabus. Yeah. Airplane. And shoot. Megabus would be the cheapest route to go. We probably can get there for like 25 bucks. Uh, maybe. It depends on, you know, the seats and stuff. But I was thinking Megabus. That way we wouldn't have to touch the steering wheel. We could sit back, you know, reserve the seats, chill, sit back, snore and drool on each other. <laughs> well, we gotta. Ask I mean, that's pretty much what we do on road trips anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, we gotta ask the other side of our junkies what they're up for. But I think right now, planning that in April, or trying to plan it now, and you know, making a move on that, and then we gotta decide which Redskins game we're going to. I think this is going to be the year I take all the girls to the Redskins game. I can dig that. I think because I want to, I want to be able to take the boys and the little little girl. All right, so we need to plan that out because maybe we could take them the same game, right? And that that'll be great. Be a fam- and family experience. Looking at uh, the trip just to Buffalo, New York, right now, two hundred ninety nine miles away, two hundred ninety nine and a half miles away, which doesn't sound like far. No, I mean when you got, I'm, we we drove to. I mean, you drove to Norfolk. I drove to North Carolina. I'm sure you drove to North Carolina. Jeez. I mean, we've logged some miles. Yeah. But it's different when you're trying to do it and I I don't know. That's something. Who, man? Well, I'm I'm going to look at it. We need to map that out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look at it. That's something that needs to be mapped out now. Yeah, months in advance. Yeah, it's nothing unless you're gonna just take a plane and get it out the way. You know, which will probably well, which will probably be the easiest. Well, yes, but now hold on. We 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 got a Winnebago last year. I don't know if we got enough money in the budget for a plane. <sighs> I mean, we might we might can we might can get a plane ticket, but I don't think we can buy the plane as of yet. Okay, well, you know. Maybe maybe we'll just have to go with the plane ticket then. Yeah, let's go to the plane because I don't know about getting by. <sighs> I mean, geez, the guys in the truck found out we bought a daggone plane, man. We ain't never gonna be able to do another podcast. Yeah, I know. We already having a hard time as it is. I, we jinxing ourselves now with an hour and six minutes. We haven't been cut <laughs> off. So, but hey, everybody, you know, I don't want to feel like the Buffalo portion was was rushed. We. I'm back in full effect now. We'll be doing way more shows. I just had to get my little take in, you know, to, to that I was very happy with the Buffalo draft. And, you know, the, the table is turning and shifting a little bit. And it's, it's, it's happy. It's, I, happy. It's very nice to see Buffalo players and players going to Buffalo that are happy and want to be there. That's a, that's a big thing. You know, so the hell with Antonio Brown, fake news, not want to be a Buffalo Bill. Go enjoy Oakland. 
We don't need you. We're going to build something there. And it, it, it feels better when you built it from the ground up. So we'll see. We'll see. I think, I think they have a chance. Um, borderline wild card team, I'm going to say. You know. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. You, I mean, but think about it. You got, of course, you got Tom Brady. No Gronkowski now. So it's right. just Tom Brady. And now you have three rookie quarterbacks in the NFC East, basically. You got Sam Donald, Josh Rosen, and uh, Josh Allen in their second year battling each mm-hmm. other. And I think out of, right. out of the three, I give Buffalo the edge on defense. Especially with – I mean, they just got Quentin Williams. So that's that's big. That's big. So he's he's a disruptor also. So – but I think I think we could hold on with Ed Oliver. I think we good. Yeah, I, I I think y'all did very very good with that pick, and your your GPA was tied for fifth with a three point four eight. That is not bad. Not, I mean that 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 is something to write home about. Not at all. Not at all. And, and it's and it's across the board, all platforms. You look at all news sites giving Buffalo. It, it seems like the consensus is an A. The concern, like I said, that the one the one we're looking at is one C plus out of what 12, 12 picks. Twelve. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought the C plus was a little harsh, but I can see where he's coming from. Cause like I said, the the the, the third round tight end was kind of it's like, ah, you know. I would have even though I like the second round pick, I love the second round pick, which is Cody Ford out of Oklahoma, the tackle guard combo. I wouldn't have mind, but see, they would have had to go up and get TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Somebody. Him or, or Noah fan. Yeah. So, but it is what it is. Let's see what Tyler Croft but, can do. I mean, would you sacrifice Ed Oliver for no TJ Hawkinson no. Or, or Noah fan? No. Okay. No. Because I, I, I was about to say you, you had a chance. No. I. No. No. I can't. I can't. I just think that, you know, you got a piece in Ford. You got a piece. Now you got to build. Now you got to coach and put a scheme together. I don't want to see Josh Allen running for his life this year. I want to see the yeah. offense moving. But I don't want to see Josh having to run for his life. I want, to, I want the receivers to get coached up. Beasley and John Brown are going to help a lot. And I think, you know – a lot depends on if you want to work. When I talk about Zay Zay Jones and McLeod, the young guys, if you're just watching Beasley, work ethic, routes he's running, why he's running them, when you learn that part of the game, it's going to make you more dangerous. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm optimistic mm-hmm. on this year. I really am. If, if they gave me seven or eight wins fighting their guts out, I'm happy. But I think they may be able to scratch wild card contention. We'll see. Maybe uh, elimination last game of the season, last week, last play. You know, you end it all the way up until and I and, and I'd be happy you're, with you're nine and seven. I'd be happy. Right, be you're happy. nine and seven, and you're eliminated. And see, and I'm telling you, 
not backing in the playoffs, not tripping in the playoffs because, uh, you know, Dallas beat this team and the Eagles lost and the, the Ravens beat this team. No. You control your own destiny. Play on. You lose, you lose, you out. You win, you in. But you, right. That, that's and what see, that's what I want. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's about. what I want. So, and I think I can deal with I can deal with a ten and six year, but you know, we went ten and six consistently, and those six those six losses were close losses that could have went either way. Right. No blowout losses, but you didn't. You walked into the playoffs head held high, and you're a wild card, but you won a division at ten and six. And see, I think I can deal with that. I think the other thing that sport a lot of Redskins fans was seeing. RG three success instantly. Mm-hmm. I remember those games vividly. I remember him going out to New Orleans shootout. You remember that? Yeah, first game of the season. I remember that. I, you, I remember those games because it was like, is this rookie really doing this? And I think that sport a lot of people because now they want instant results, and it, it, everybody's not like that. N- not only that, the da- going to Dallas mm-hmm. and. Being up on Dallas, what was it, thirty-five to nothing, and really didn't, you know, didn't really concede to Dallas and beat Dallas. We hadn't beat Dallas handily like that, and that was a Thanksgiving game. We never beat Dallas on Thanksgiving, but that game alone made everybody feel like this is real. This is really, really happening. It sure did, and I think that that and then going from that high to that low really hurt hurt the fan base and and hurt the organization. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Let's get out of here. We had uh, a whole lot of time over. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it it is what it is. We enjoy what we do. We hope you enjoy listening. And you don't have to listen to all 73 minutes. Listen to it in parts. And, you know, maybe we'll try to break it up. But, you know, right now, that's it for Sideline Junkies. I'm BJ. KG, we will be posting this all over uh, social media, so definitely click the link, enjoy it. Uh, Feedback is always welcome. Hit us. But for now, enjoy your Sunday. We out of here. Out. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.